This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Welcome into the show. It is Friday, January 6th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. Uh, Terry, good to be back. I, I missed uh, this, right? But uh, we had a good break. Um, yeah. And that leads us perfectly into our annual show. And and I always ask, right? And I should always look these things up, but I don't think about it until in the moment. But I think we've been doing this since the beginning too, right? If, if that sounds... I, I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> uh, may, maybe Maybe... It might have been into our second year, though, because I don't think we would have started with the 10 things the way we yeah, do yeah. in point. January. But Good good point, because we, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't start till February, so we're actually still technically in our 10th season. The, the 11th season doesn't start until uh, the first first show of February. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I, and I think back, you know, when I'm doing mine, I'm thinking, did I talk about this a couple of years ago? Because, you know, we always put in the notes two years worth so that we, yeah. don't, we try not to repeat ourselves. <laughs> I know. And I still repeat myself. So sorry. <laughs> it's, it's kind of my thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, and, and I've learned that from you. I'm going to go with that. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So today, 10 things we'd like to see in 2023. We are in 2023. Uh, we've got some regulators already checking in here uh christy good morning and uh, happy new year and uh kim johnson welcome back happy friday good to see you kim and uh mo good morning and and happy new year to you as well so thank you guys for tuning in here this morning um terry we uh were able to start a really great segment uh, that we're going to continue on here in 2023 so are we ready for some news I think we're ready. News from 2023. All right, let's do it, Eric. Hey, guys. Yeah, happy new year to everybody. Um, all you regulators out there, hope everybody had a great holiday. I know I did. Took some time off, um, which is always nice. Um, so thanks again, Aaron and Terry, for having me. Um, so a couple headlines I just want to touch on. There is obviously a lot to cover I'm going to catch up from the end of 2022 into now. Um, so first headline I want to read to everybody today. L2 Brands acquires Uray Sportswear Locale Outdoor from SNS Activewear. And seriously, try and say that 10 times fast because <laughs> I cannot. Um, so, you know, we continue to read about these mergers and acquisitions in the industry, um, which is, you know, totally, totally normal um, everyday business here. Um, so let's kind of talk details. Um, L2 Brands acquired the Uray Sportswear and Locale Outdoor Brands from SNS, which is just basically the most recent exchange in all of this history. Um, Uray acquired Locale in 2021, then SNS acquired Uray as part of its acquisition of TSC Apparel. Um, most of you probably remember that. That was like a big deal, but there, so there's a lot of moving parts here, right, guys? Um, but I will say 
both L2 and SNS released statements expressing their excitement of the deal. So uh, probably more to come there, but that's where it, that's where it all stands right now. Um, second headline I want to move on to. Gildan publishes standalone climate change disclosure report. Guys, sustainability is not going anywhere. We have to talk about it. It's not a secret that the industry has not exactly been great about this. But I actually think that's a really good thing because um, as we continue to make progress, seeing changes like this come from big companies like Gildan, Cornet, Haynes, even companies like Allmade, um, really good progress. It's always positive to see people implementing change in the industry. Um, so this particular report, going back to Gildan, highlights how the company assesses, prepares, and integrates climate-related matters in its particular business strategy. Um, so again, not just making a shameless plug for Gildan. There's lots of people doing this. Um, this is just the most recent. Um, where I am going to make a shameless plug is um, I recently had a chance to do a great interview with Dominic Rosacci of Superior Inc. Um, he's located here in Denver, which makes it really convenient for me to visit him. Um, <laughs> but, but would really encourage everybody to check out that interview at apparelist.com simply because um, he gives some really good advice to shops who are ready to make some changes. Um, don't be intimidated by this, all of you decorators out there. There are some really simple, small changes you can make to just get going in sustainability, explore what it means for your shop. Um, so yes, apparelist.com. Go ahead and just type into the search bar, cold hard truth of sustainability, you'll find it. So end of my shameless plug there. Um, third headline I want to cover today, guys. Pizzeria dishes out teas to hungry restaurant goers. Two reasons why I love this headline. A, I love pizza. And I, I hate to say this, Aaron and Terry, but I love pizza maybe just a little bit more than chicken wings. Um, and number two, it's just plain fun. So for all of you who happen to live in or near Neptune City, New Jersey, uh, stop by Pete and Elda's bar and you can take on the whole pie eater challenge. Uh, and what that is, is you have to finish an 18 inch pizza by yourself in 30 minutes. Um, and as I said, I love pizza, but there's just no way I could ever do this. So kudos to everyone who has completed this challenge. Uh, the best part about that is the prize is a t-shirt and we all love a good t-shirt, um, but it's, it, it gets even better guys. Um, it's not just one design. They release a new design every month. So if you're a hardcore pizza lover, you can do this challenge more than once and get a new t-shirt. Uh, some of their customers, have multiple t-shirts. They've done this. They have almost every single one, which I think is just really cool. Um, it shows you the power of a t-shirt and good branding and most importantly, good slice of pizza. Um, that's everything I got for you today, guys. Thanks for having me and back to you. Well, I do like a good slice of pizza as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That was... Uh... I I could literally eat pizza every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but boy, the uh, the slight there on the wings. I'm not sure. No, Cassie, I, I understand. Start right. I, uh, <laughs> uh, what it, just and Terry, we've talked about this before, but we we can't stop loving on this segment. I mean, the the industry folks, you know, from Cassie and all the other folks that are 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 helping us with this. Have have embraced it and are doing such an incredible job with it, right? Because yeah. we were kind of like. 
you know, they're like, well, what are you, what are you thinking? We're like, man, eh, I don't know. What are you thinking? <laughs> and, I, and, uh, and I don't think that we would have found the story out of Neptune city, New Jersey. <laughs> no, no, it, it's uh, so they're doing a great job and, and Cassie and, and all the stuff she's doing over there at the apparelist. So if you guys are not subscribed, uh, Eric, I don't know if the link is handy there, but uh, yeah, apparelist.com. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed over there. There's some just incredible content, really keeping you up to date on, on what's happening and and really awesome news stories like she shared here today. So, And just the way she uh, shared today that you can go over there and get uh, get live action news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's she does a, uh, her own video content uh, as well. That's just been really fantastic. So, all right, Terry. Well, um we've got a dad joke. You've got a, a, a new year's one coming up, but, uh, let's, uh, you know what, let's, uh, let's do that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I put some things in the wrong order here in the, uh, <laughs> so skip that. Sorry, sorry about that. So yeah, let's, let's do uh dad joke here first, and then we'll talk to some regulators too. Yeah. You notice how we're getting kind of theme oriented now too. This is a dad joke for the new year. So yeah, so yeah you really embrace this Terry. I like that. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> So, so Aaron, did you know I opened a gym called New Year's Resolution? I did not know that, Terry. Yeah. For the first two weeks of the year, I have gym equipment there. And after that, it's just a bar. <laughs> Sign me up. I love it. <laughs> Those New Year's resolutions. All right. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, well, perfect. Um, Terry, real quick, let's just say hello to a couple more regulators that are tuning in here. We've got uh, Todd from Fat Dad Wholesale tuning in. And uh, Bill, good morning. Uh Christine says, good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year, and thanks for my new Tumblr. Yep, glad that you, you like that. Um, and Christine says, Cassie is awesome, and she's creating a great community over at the Apparelist. So very, very much agreed there, Terry. All right, well, let, let's, uh, yeah, let's let's move on into where we're heading here, and then uh, yeah. we'll... Uh... All right, Aaron. Before we go any further, though, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast the number two. Uh, we're always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, uh, go to calendly.com slash two, two regular guys <laughs> with your show ideas. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys podcast with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, wherever you do your podcast listening, or all those places. <laughs> and uh, if, you're, if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions and uh, and help us add to the list of what uh, what you would all like to see in the coming year as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're looking forward to hearing hearing your uh, desires for 2023. Um, one other thing for, for everybody, uh, Terry, you mentioned, you know, if you you or anybody, you know, would like to be a guest and gave the Calendly link um, in the new year. You know, we we've got a couple programs here ready to go, but uh, we're definitely got some open space. Right. And we were <laughs> we were pretty booked up there for a while, but uh, we're, we're open here in 2023. And um, like Terry said, we're always looking for new guests. So even if you are not the guest, still go to that link, calendly.com uh, forward slash two regular guys, number two regular guys, because um, right in there, it'll tell you, you know, how to suggest. Um, but you can just shoot us an email or, or reach out. But um, yeah, so if there's any topics you'd like us to cover, if there's any areas, you know, that that's the great part about a fresh new year, Terry. We, we're wide open. 
what, exactly what, right. what do we need to talk about? So we've got <laughs> ideas, we've got some things that we're, we're working on, but uh, ultimately, if it uh, doesn't interest you guys, it's not really that important to us. So uh, right. let us know what it is that you, you need out there. Um, and then before we dive into our 10 things here, uh, Terry, I would like to, uh, to share, we've had some really great success uh, with these services that we've put out here on, on uh, the app that I've been using called Volley. And um, so I wanted to share that with people and, and I've got a, a discount code for the regulators as well. So uh, Eric, can you uh, play that consult with me ad, please? Hello, small business owners. So are you tired of wasting your money on shiny objects or listening to those gurus tell you how they made their fortune, yet it doesn't seem to work for you? It's time to take your business to the next level my name's Aaron Montgomery, and we've got some awesome resources. Head over to coachosg.com to check it out. Just need five minutes of quick advice? Use the AME. Are you working on your business plan? Let me utilize my 40 years of experience and help you look for new perspectives. Having a hard time pricing your products? Are you out there on Facebook saying, what should I charge for this? Let me give you some ideas and help you find the right price. Are you tired of being a goal setter and never actually reaching your goals? Well, why don't you become a goal getter? Sign up here and we'll figure out how to set that goal correctly and then hold you accountable. I take a lot of pride in supporting people just like you. I'm incredibly excited to support you, cheer you on, and lead you to your idea of success. <laughs> All right. Well, we've had, like I said, we've had an incredibly great response over there at Coach OSG. Um, and for the two regular guys, listeners, the regulators out there, um, if you'll use the code 2RG uh, at the checkout, you can just apply that there. And and um, Terry, I, just real quick, uh, there's a one that I didn't talk about in in the ad there um, that uh, I brought back because uh, it, I put it out there at the end of last year. And had such great response to it. You know, so many people, uh, and I'm working with people right now. It's called a success action plan. And really what it is, is helping people uh, set up their goals, th their number one goal for 2023, and then put all the parts and pieces. So we make sure that we tie it into our purpose. We, we set the goal very specifically. Um, part of my success principles training, you know, really understanding how to set that goal. But then most importantly, we get an action plan together. So you know, I, I, like you talked about with the new year's resolutions, right? We, we have this goal. We want to do something, but we're goal setters. What you, what we really need to be is, is goal getters. We need to achieve that goal. So that's a, a big part of that is, is helping people get to that. So, um, yeah, goal, goal setting for two weeks. And then after that, you're just sitting in a bar. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like I said, just back to the same old thing, right? <laughs> doing the same thing, expecting uh, different results, but, um, anyhow. All right. Well, Terry, how how do you want to how do you want to dive into this? Uh, well, you know, we've got our list, you, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave, yeah, let you, you lead here. Let's. Uh, you want to uh, review what we did last year, real quick, just the headlines? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So why, why don't you start us off with that, Terry? Okay, uh, my first one last year was: Is it too easy and cheap just to say I'd like to see more trade shows happen this year? That, that one was totally COVID related, so it <laughs> it and it kind of happened, I think. So yeah, yeah, I uh, would say so. certainly getting stronger towards the end of the year. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, are are you wanting to share last year's list so you can point out how I'm redoing some this year, or? 
No, I'm kidding. Mm, I didn't actually <laughs> read yours yet. Oh, <laughs> so. well, I did put them in like five minutes before the show started. They were they were all here, buddy. They were all here. I all knew right. they were all in your head. Yeah, but I did I did panic this morning when I opened up the outline and like, oh gosh, there's nothing in here. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. Uh, the half of it was missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, my mine was uh, just kind of. It, I guess it wasn't a what I wanted, but but it was more of a question. Um, what Printing United does in the garment and personalized product space, um, you know, because we had talked about ThreadX and I know that that's kind of there. And and honestly, I'll say this, you know, I know we're just kind of sharing the headlines, but uh, based on what we saw out there in Vegas, um, you know, what what Amanda and, and Josh and Cassie, who we just had on, um, you know, that they they've taken their role as the the flag bearers for the the garment side you know we we know a lot about the convergence and there's a lot of print and um and that kind of stuff involved in in printing united but uh you know i i think i i said last year that i was optimistic and and uh, i believe that was proven to be true so I, I think so too. I think so too. And, 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 uh, printing United in Las Vegas was certainly proof of that. So yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> my next one for last year was fewer snake oil salesmen. And unfortunately that didn't happen. Uh, there's still, there's still a few of them about and, and for anybody who doesn't know uh, what a snake oil salesman is, it's basically, uh, misleading people about buying their product and, and, uh, yeah. you know, 99% of, of the vendors out there, people at trade shows are, are straight up and honest and, and, but there's still some, some companies out there that are, um, are less than, uh, upfront about what their equipment or supplies are, are capable of achieving. So I guess I'll leave it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think you're right. You know, and, and with all of the, uh, craze around dtf i think that maybe invited a little bit more you know people wanting to take advantage of the uh of the hype and and uh, maybe have overhyped themselves a little bit so yeah um but yeah yeah i think before we get ourselves completely in trouble <laughs> <laughs> that is the nice part about this though terry you know right? we're not doing this for a company there's no no sponsors exactly. telling us what we have to say and even if we did we, even when we do have sponsors we made it very clear that this is about what we think is best for the community and and if yeah, you don't exactly. like it then you can have your money back <laughs> and all of our sponsors have been very happy so um yes. all right uh my next one uh terry was just less clicks right and um you know i, I i'm not sure right i, I think there's definitely continuing to be more openness of, of sharing but I, I still think that there are these kind of you know if you don't fit into this mold then maybe you're not as welcomed as maybe we could be in a lot of areas so um I yeah don't, yeah so like west side story a lot of dance fighting amongst uh, the different clicks <laughs> yeah and maybe that's why i feel like i'm always in the outside looking in my my dance fighting's terrible <laughs> dance fighting skills <laughs> i have none i have zero right. <laughs> my next one was a shop checkup checklist and you know basically it's it kind of falls in the line with a lot of things that we talk about uh here on the show about yeah. uh always improving your business so yeah yeah i like that good good one um and then my next one was uh, I wanted to see a USA made vacuum heat press and uh, I I've not seen one. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of innovation there, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we planted the seed, Terry. Who knows? Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> and, and, and today reminded them of it. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, my next one was uh, more panel discussions like the old days uh, at trade shows. And, and <clears throat> I actually did see a couple of panel discussions during, uh, during some events. So, yeah, you know, I, I always loved those when I was a, an active decorator, you know, just to get perspective from several different people, conversations back and forth, even occasionally some disagreement. Uh, yeah. amongst panelists. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a panel with uh, Jimmy Lamb and uh, we, we had a couple of disagreements. And always, did, you get, did you get to talk? Well, <laughs> that was what we were disagreeing about, whether I should talk or not. No, <laughs> no. spending time with Jimmy is always a blast. So, uh, <laughs> All right. I, that, that's a really good one. And, and yeah, it, it, I would like to see even more of that, huh? So maybe... Maybe there's a panel discussion on the two regular guys. Hmm. All right, regulators. So we've, you we, know, we, we've done it live at the deck show. So we have, we have, if, yeah. if there's a topic, a panel topic out there, let us know and we'll see if we can round up the people. That's a good one. I like that, Terry. All right. Um, mine is uh, I wanted to see more people embrace the power of the mastermind and, and, and a real mastermind, not just a, uh, you know, chit chat session. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, hard to say, right. I, I know, um, our, our success groups mastermind program is, is very successful. The people that are involved in it are, are, you know, breaking sales records and, and growing to points. Um, we had one young lady a couple months back sharing with the group, how, uh, she reached a, a point that she never thought she was going to be able to reach. And she was actually emotional about it. It was really just heartwarming. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. out there. Yeah. Uh, my last one, uh, last year was a side hustle guide. And, and basically what that meant, uh, or means is, um, uh, distributors, manufacturers putting together packages for that group of people somewhere between a crafter and a, and a full-time decorator. There's so many people, so many more people doing the side hustle and a lot of, a lot of it sprang out from, uh, working from home and, uh, and, you know, having a little more time that, you know, you're, you're not driving back and forth to work. And so, yeah. Yeah. uh, people starting a little side hustle businesses. So it'd be, I, I thought it'd be kind of cool if, if there were packages that for that, that group of people. So yeah. I don't, I don't know that that necessarily happened, but I like the idea of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Well, if you ever retire, maybe we'll make that happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my last one from last year, uh, and and I don't even feel like I should share it because I know I'm going to talk about it again. But um, dis <laughs> disruption of the distributor model. So I'll just leave it at that. We'll just hold that thought. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I, I promise I'm not going to be exactly the same, but it's still, uh, it's related. Let's say that. All right. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right. And then real quick from, from the regulators here, I want to make sure we get it. And speaking of that regulators, it's, it's now time. So start popping in there. Just, it doesn't, doesn't have to follow along with our topics. Doesn't have to be even related to what we're talking about. What are some things you guys want to see in 2023? Um, so Todd, when you were talking about the snake oil salesman, Terry says, uh, there's a lot of those people in the small format DTF side. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's, it's such a new, uh, addition to the industry that always happens that somebody sees an opportunity that, Oh man, this is going to be hot. I'm going to jump in and, and I'm going to, you know, 
I'm going to sell the equipment, but no, I don't know. I don't have a customer service department. No, I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, a service department, uh, but I'm going to sell you a machine. That's that. And it, and it happened, Aaron, you remember when, when DTG started, uh, what, 18 yeah. years ago, yeah. uh, we ran into that all the time, but, uh, it, it all, it all finds its level. Yeah. I yes. know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> when you said 18 years ago, I kind of went, Oh, <laughs> all right because we've only known each other for a couple of years right yeah just a few <laughs> seems like we just just got started all right um christine says i love a good panel discussion we we did one at live applique getaway last year that was really fun yeah it, i i think christine is so right um those panel discussions not only are they fun right like like I said <laughs> getting up there with jimmy and um, I can't remember the young lady's name from JDS that I was on that panel with, and it was a lot of fun. And so I know the the folks to, you know, listening were, were enjoying it as well, but also some really good information comes from that because it's, it's this collaborative thing, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, they start having conversations and yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, one person will say something and that'll spark an idea and you kind of daisy chain those things together. And um, yeah, I was able to be on a, a panel at the everything embroidery market, uh, out there in Myrtle Beach, and that it was just so much fun, right? But also the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. So what if you did that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and even even the the people in the audience were like jumping in, and and so it was a really cool discussion. Well, you okay. love that when you get participation like that. But yeah, for but sure. But we have our we have our our ten ideas or ten things we'd like to see for this year, and yes. uh, I, I made myself first on the list. So you ready? Do it, please. <laughs> Please do. All right. I would like to see, I expect to see trade shows seek their new level. So, so what does that mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of companies, a lot of companies um, are, are not looking to be the trade show participation the way they did in the past. And for good or for bad, if you run a trade show, um, <laughs> many of the typical exhibitors during COVID were very, very successful. You know, like I said, you know, people starting home-based businesses, things like that. So, so a lot of uh, a lot of companies out there had a lot of success during COVID without without you know paying for a trade show booth, without paying for shipping, without paying for hotel rooms, without paying for meals, yeah, uh, without being out of the office for a week. And so, I think that there's going to be some seeking of level. I think that just about every company out there that does trade shows is, is, has had and are having now these, these conversations around the conference table saying, which shows are we going to do? Um, how much do we want to commit back to doing trade shows? Because, you know, anybody that that's listening that doesn't know it's tens of thousands of dollars to do one show. And, you know, back in the day, Aaron, you and I, we, we would do 15, 16, 17 trade shows a year. Mm -hmm. And, and that was, and, and of course we had a big booth. And uh, I remember in Vegas, we had 17 crates on wheels that, um, that we filled and, and, you know, had to pay to ship back and forth. And, and so uh, I think companies are, are, are weighing, uh, how are we going to approach this? Or they are, how long can we wait? before we start doing shows again and still have an impact. But, you know, it's it, it's a tricky thing because there there were no trade shows. So therefore, everybody was on the same uh, playing field. So it just it depended on how well you uh, you were able to sell 
you know, over the phone or via webinars or that sort of thing. But yeah. now, you know, we're back to in-person trade shows yeah. and uh, sort of the dog groomers bringing the dogs back in. That's all right. All good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I think it's going to be an interesting year to see, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of like dominoes, I think, um, where people are going to hold out, hold out, hold out. And then all of a sudden, everybody's back and our sales are starting to drop a little bit. We better jump back in. Uh, I think it'll be an interesting uh, year in in the trade show world. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think that you make a lot of really good points there because here but here. Here's the other interesting part, and I think people probably know that I'm a, a huge proponent of, of in-person trade shows, I think, with what we do, right? I, I need to be able to touch and feel. Uh, it's just at the end of the day, if you can't touch and feel the things that you're using, and then you're having to kind of figure it out on 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 your own, it, it, I don't think you can be super successful without, at, at some point, going to a industry event and, and being there in person. So... Uh, I'll right. just leave that there, right? Because you know that's my personal opinion, and that uh, that's my. Well, and, and, and there's so many new people coming into the industry, and yeah. and and they don't know who you are. Um, it, you know, it, it, and our, and our good friend Scott Fresner. Uh, I mean, you know, years ago, every, Scott was the the guru of screen printing, but since Scott has retired, if you mention Scott's name in a in a seminar, one of my classes. Um, most of the people in the room don't know who he is. Yeah. And it, it's kind of the same scenario that, right. that, um, you know, you, you're, you're the big dog before COVID, but, uh, if you're not out there being seen, no one's going to know who you are. Correct. Correct. So. And, and so, you know, I guess I recall back in when I was working with coastal and trade charts were a big part of my responsibility. Um, and I remember looking at some of the other folks out there, you know, this was pre-COVID, but the expense to do these shows, right? Christine says, good Lord, how did the company you work for ever make money if you were shipping 17 crates? Um, yeah, crazy. We right? were yeah. selling a lot of machines. Yes, yes we were <laughs> at, at a nice, nice profit margin. And for whatever reason, Terry and I were the ones that were unpacking and packing back up all of those crates. I don't know how that exactly worked out, right. but <laughs> we were cheap labor apparently because we were sales guys and we got paid commission and then we were labor. Um, anyhow, that's a, a whole different story. But so I guess what I'm trying to say here is I do remember people kind of making those hard decisions at that time. Is it worth it? Right. I, I was making those same calculations. It's like, how much money does this cost and what's our return on investment? And I saw some companies say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stop doing as many trade shows. We're going to not be out there as much. And, um, you know, I know a couple of those companies, you know, got bought out, uh, be not for good reasons because they were failing and, and they, they needed a bailout and, and some things like that. So I don't know. I, I think that there ha does have to be a, a happy medium of some sort. And I think it'd be really interesting to talk to those folks. So we were talking about panel discussions, right? I, I, I made a note. I wrote it down. I'm not on a junior yield pad though, Terry. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So make a note, Terry. Um, uh, <laughs> let's get all the trade show people together and let's have a panel discussion about what the future is. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Yeah. So. Look at the, look at what we've accomplished just with this one. I think I we know. should call it a day. 
<laughs> are we already in a bonus time <laughs> it's been so long since we've done that all right no um and and i know you guys have some things in there terry do you want to hit one of those from from the regulator first before i jump in uh yeah okay uh, let's see yeah let's uh, go go ahead yeah sorry yeah so let's just hit vin uh vin driscoll said uh, and, and i'd love to vin if you're still tuned in here look Give us a little bit more. What what is what does this mean? More effective use of social media. I think that sounds fantastic. Um, I'd love to know what your definition of effective is because I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I'd curious about your idea of effective, Terry. I, you know, I know what's what's that mean to you? Well, I think that uh, it, it's more than uh, than having people. Uh, see what you're doing and saying that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, at some point in time that turning into uh, business. I mean, if you're if you're a business on social media, uh, what do you want? You want people to buy more of your product, whatever it is. So, yeah. uh, I I think effective use of social media means not just um, interacting out there, but it's that those interactions turning into um, actual sales yeah i like that i like that yeah and i i i i agree with what you're saying there terry for sure um you know if if i were to kind of define what more effective use of social media would be for me would be um kind of like you said what what are the goals you know what are what are the the goals and then how are we going to do that but then also to me you know setting that goal is something a little bit more than just um just sales, right? You know, so building a community, educating, um, and and stuff like that. Because, you know, one of the things I'm noticing a little bit is that even though you know our world is kind of run by social media, I think because of the COVID years and and that was kind of all we had is social media. Is that there's a little bit of fatigue in that, right? So you know, how, how can you kind of hybrid or bridge some of those things together of, you know, not just all straight social media, but, but kind of community building. Um, for example, for me, I've started, uh, on Friday mornings being part of a, a men's group to just get interaction. (laughs) I've lived in St. Louis for, I don't know, 11, 12 years now. (laughs) And I'm really terrible. I have very few like close friends here because, this is my world, right? You guys, right? Exactly. <laughs> and going to the exactly. trade shows, and I, and you know, these are the people that. So, so I'm like, gosh, I really need to make some deeper relationships locally, and and so anyhow, um, I guess that that would be my description. Vin has jumped in here, so thank you, Vin. Um, so Vin says, by effective, I mean stop trying to sell and start using social media to build relationships. From relationships come the sales. Educate, entertain, stand out, and you will be remembered love that exactly exactly right and and i hope mine didn't sound like it's selling because yeah i hate to read read those posts yeah you know, for sure having no, no, a no. sale yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> but i i think what you're saying though is important right so what's it, yes the sales come from those things but if you don't have that kind of understanding of what what you're you're trying to do then you know so picking out what those things are so like you said educating entertaining Right. And, and I think, you know, you're actually a great example of that, Terry is, I know that you're a sales guy, but I don't think you're actually, you know, I would go, Oh, Terry's a sales guy. Right. If I just met you, I'd go, Terry's an educator. 
and he just happens to sell too, you know, kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like to think so too. E yeah. Even though I was accused once of being a predatory salesman, and <laughs> in a you're, an e you're an easy target. <laughs> I was an easy target walking into the back of the room right when yeah. he was saying it, like Terry Combs here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then we made a shirt. Remember? That's right. We're in that. We're in that world. We should just make a shirt for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Vin, thank you very much. That's fantastic. I love that discussion. If anybody else has has the points that you want to chime in there, but also, again, doesn't have to be on topic. Doesn't have to just bring bring your ideas into this, right? What what are some things you want to see in twenty twenty three? So, Vin, thank you very much, and and Christine, I, I see yours as well. So we'll we'll get to it in one second. I'm going to hit mine, and Terry, this is going to shock some people because I'm actually going to just hit like a nuts and bolts one right off the bat. Right. You guys That's are used to me. Thing, being... I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf, right? I got to balance a little bit better. All right. So here it is. I would like to see a mid range heat press. And so what does that mean? I, I think if you've ever been in the market for a heat press, right, you kind of have the 16 by 20 and, and below, and those are all, you know, kind of in that range. You can, you can find a pretty good 16 by 20, you know, at, at that, maybe a thousand dollars, a little bit too cheap, but you know, anywhere from a thousand to 1500 to $2,000, you get some pretty good 16 by twenties in there. The next level up seems to be a really big jump, right? Yeah. Like, um, so how do we make a mid range size more viable? Right. And, and, you know, maybe defining what that is because like, even like, a I don't know what are some of the other ones you like a 20 by 20 there's a few kind of just above 16 by 20 out there but they're not allowing you to kind of you know get into a because you're going to have to have a full wide format press to do all over but like larger decoration areas more at once kind of thing so maybe a 30 by 40 you know 40 by 60 it probably gets you actually into a lot of like just regular t-shirt all over decoration um, and stuff like that. So, but how do I don't, and I don't know the answer to this, obviously the heat press folks are going to have to figure this out if it's something that they're interested in. How do you make that affordable, right? Like to me, an affordable purchase is, you know, I go to the trade show, I look at it and I don't have to figure out how to finance it. I, I can go, I've got a credit card. I could put that on it if I was really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that the average credit card, right? So I don't know. I don't, you know, obviously everybody's a little bit different there, but so that, that's, that was my thought. That was something I'd be interested in seeing more of. You know, Aaron, that's, uh, that's interesting. You brought that up because um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize that, that like, obviously for like sublimation, that, that the sublimation printer price is here, but the heat press price is down here. But as soon as you start getting bigger, then all of a sudden that heat press price is way higher than that sublimation printer that you bought. So yeah. uh, I, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you how many times I've explained that to people and they're like, wait, how much is the heat press? Yeah. $10,000, $15,000. Yeah. $30,000. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and, and I, good, uh, I understand, you know, at that level that, there are obviously going to be costs involved because once you start getting much bigger than a, a 16 by 20 and maybe, you know, even into that 30 by 40, trying to manually 
press something that big, right? As far as, because to have a heat press, you have to have a big piece of iron that holds that heat, right? <laughs> a big piece of metal, so to speak. And um, to, you know, I remember uh, a manual, I think it was a 40 by 60 press that we used to sell and, and people just couldn't operate it because it was so, you know, to do it manually, you kind of have to get into yeah. an air, air operated kind of format at that point. But, but I've, I've seen some, inventive stuff out there um there was a place called the magna group that was putting out a, a 40 by 60 for a little while that it was air operated but it was a little bit more rudimentary it basically just had a bladder underneath that pushed up as opposed to so it wasn't you know oh. didn't have a, but but it was still you know ten fifteen thousand dollars so anyway. and, and by the way it's not going in your basement no matter how much you want it to go to your basement, it's not going to your basement. <laughs> I can make the window just a little bit bigger. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, my next one is, uh, Aaron, you mentioned it before. I miss ThreadX. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, because it's been a couple of years since we've had one, but that that was a, an event uh, put on by SGIA slash Printing United. And uh, I, apparently it wasn't financially viable, but... Um, uh, you know, I'd like to see an at least an online version of ThreadX that isn't tied to a business or organization with a profit agenda. Because there's some things out there, but but they all have have an agenda. I always felt yeah. like ThreadX was uh, was kind of uh, above that. And uh, you know, I would certainly miss personal interaction. Uh, but the speakers were incredible. Um, the attendee mix was awesome because. Uh, at, at lunch and you know you and i always tried to go sit at a different table you know but yeah the person on your left had just started their business and the person on your right um was running 15 automatic presses yeah. and 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 everybody was just uh sharing business cards and and interacting it was just such a cool deal but yeah, yeah. I, and i know we've mentioned this before aaron but uh, option two would be to somehow tie in a thread x to like um, the uh, Printing United Expo in Atlanta, either a day or two before or a day or two after. Uh, like you said, I know we've brought that up before, but I actually would love to see something like that happen again. It was just such a such a uh, a, a great mix and just tons of great information. So yeah, you, yeah. you and I went to all of them, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know, one of the challenges here is is you've got you've got some some factors, right? So like you said, there, there are some events, but they're very tied into a, a business or organization with that kind of profit agenda. Right. And, and, you know, so what, what their real business is, is either finding sponsors or, or selling equipment. Right. And that's, right, that's totally right. fine. We, we totally understand that. Um, it, but the other challenge then is, you know, because to have the kind of speakers like they had at ThreadX and stuff like that, in our industry, if you look at, at speakers in other industries, like, you know, I, I do a lot of work, obviously, in the, the success principles, the, the self-help improvement. The speakers out there, like when they see what we're getting paid as speakers in this industry, they're like, <laughs> what? Why, why would you even like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I get it. Right. And, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so that's part of the challenge, but then, you know, that money's got to come from somewhere. Right. And so when, when the people that are attending aren't willing to invest a whole lot of money either. Right. So, so everything yeah. kind of comes down, right. So you either have to fund it by uh, having an agenda, a profit agenda uh, of some sort, or you have to fund it by, um, 
not paying the speakers and, and, you know, you kind of get what you get there. <laughs> and then, right. So it's the, all these things kind of work together. So somehow we're going to have to figure that out as an industry, right? What are we willing to actually make a real investment in? You know, what, what is it that would be worthy of somebody saying, I'm going to invest in this because I know that it will help me grow right the the, the return on yeah. investment but but when everything we're out there we're just seeking all the the free stuff i mean obviously two regular guys is free right so we're gonna we're gonna share what we can because we've got our agenda is, is improving the the community and and i think we're somewhat unique in that regard right so um i think just as an industry as a whole we have to kind of figure out how how can we I don't know. Make think about making more of an investment. I guess is what I'm. Well, thinking. you know, and Aaron, you you've talked about this in the past, where uh, where you say that the, our industry needs to be more professional, needs to needs to uh, act like grownups, and <laughs> I think this kind of ties into that. And yeah, you know, when you talk about uh, what what we get paid as pro as professional speakers in this industry, I'm just hoping to cover airfare. You know, so yeah. when the when when you go to a seminar and you say, <clears throat> "Excuse me, that speaker is being paid to be here," uh, that speaker is is probably uh, at the absolute best breaking even on that trip, and probably not. It usually costs yeah. us money to go and speak at these events. So. Yeah. And, and it's, that's why it's a labor of the, love. Correct. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, unfortunately that's not that having the same speakers is necessarily a bad thing, but we're not getting a whole lot of, of freshness because it, honestly, the speakers at a lot of these shows are people that are exhibiting there so that they're, they're right. covering their costs some other way by selling at the show. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's interesting because I know that I could, leave this industry and, and go be a speaker <laughs> in lots of other places. Um, because I see all my peers that I get to work with in the Canfield community, um, creating that every day. And, and so I kind of go, gosh, but I just, I love it too much, Terry. So you're stuck there with you me. <laughs> <laughs> Labor of love. Exactly. Labor of love. All right. No. So good stuff. I, I like that. Um, let's see here. Anything else that we need to share? Let, let's, um, Let's let's get Christine's here. You, you, does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, and where did it go? Okay. Um, Christine said, I want to see, this was up a little ways, Eric, sorry. I want to see more women speaking at trade shows in person and online. We've made some progress in this area, but I think we could make more. So um, I, I don't know if, I think that we, we totally agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. So how does that work, right? What, what does that look like? Because Christine, I know you're, you're getting out there and you're, you're helping and promoting people. Um, what, what, what's it going to take to make that happen? I guess would be, be the question. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, I think it's two things. Uh, I think one is the trade shows need to do more recruiting of speakers. Mm -hmm. Um, they just kind of throw it out there and whoever sends in there, Hey, here are a couple of ideas that they, they usually get picked up. Um, and, and maybe it is, you know, having conversations on, on Christine's uh, 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 podcast or mm -hmm. our podcast saying, you know what, uh, next year, uh, this would be a great opportunity to speak on this subject or that subject. And here's how, here's how you get involved in, in speaking at, at some of these events, because they're all, they're all a little bit different. And uh, I'm sure that there are people out there who have things that they could share, but don't, don't even know where to start. 
a lot of the trade shows come up coming up here in the next couple of months they'll be booking the seminars that they're going to be doing for 2024 sorry uh five uh, one week into 2023 start t- planning for 2024 <laughs> yeah but that's the way it works yeah yeah <laughs> for sure for sure no I, I think you make a really good point there terry is that um that they're probably like you said there are a lot of people out there but but what what are the the resources like and I don't know how to even make that happen too. Right. So one of the things that I'm, I've found that I've actually really good at is actually building the presentation. Like I, it's so funny because I've discovered that the actual giving of the presentation is not kind of what fills me up. I, I certainly enjoy that. And I enjoy having the conversations with people, but the, that part doesn't do it for me. It, it's the, like just quick side note, side example here. Um, I coach a, a 14 year old boys volleyball team. I'm an assistant coach for, for this team this year. And um, they've been struggling. They, they were doing really well. And then they had this bad loss in a tournament and they just kind of lost their mojo. Right. And I'm sitting there going, man, what can I do? How can I help these guys? And I go, holy crap, I've got these tools. I've got these success principles that I've invested a lot of time and money into learning why not just share that with them? So, you know, I sat down and, and put together a, a 20 minute presentation for them, sharing some of these success principles. And so I love that building part of it. And, and, you know, so I'm happy to help people with that. Right. Um, you know, kind of collaborative, but then, like you said, yeah, how do you do it? You know, speaking's not easy. It's, no, um, I, I can't remember what the statistics are, but public speaking is like one of the top fears that most people have. Right. And it's and it's higher on the list than death. They People fear public speaking more than they fear death. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, you know, I, I mean, I was one of those people and I was fortunate enough to meet Terry. Right. You know, I kind of I kind of used you, buddy. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> you know, what some of the first speaking gigs that I had were was doing it with Terry. Right. And, yeah, exactly and, right. Um, I, I I can't thank him enough. And so I'm well, we would learn from each other because I would have a slide that had one word on it and you'd have a slide that had three paragraphs and we go back and forth. I thought we, you know, our, I our, need, our, yeah, we found our, I, I need, I need more information on my slides. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, I think I need a little less information on my slides. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was perfect. All right. Uh, Christine says part of it's more women pursuing more opportunities to speak. Um, okay. I like that idea. Yeah. You know, gotta, gotta get out there. We gotta, take that, uh, take that action. Um, we talk about that a lot in the women in garment decorating group. And I agree that trade shows need to step up recruiting. Yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Terry. It's like, they're obviously going to get the same old people all the time because, you know, uh, uh, I haven't heard anything about it right in a, in a public forum. I, I hear it from you guys yeah. that are continually doing the speaking, but, um, yeah. So reaching out. Okay. Um, Christine said, uh, I was terrified of public speaking until I finally jumped in and did it. Sometimes you just have to walk through the fear and do it anyways. Yeah, I love that. Um, And uh, Barb, good morning. She's been listening while lurking. So thank you, Barb. All right. Shall we get to number four here, Terry? Let's let's do it. We're uh, <laughs> we can't make this a five part until the end of the show. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may get a little bonus time. All right, I'll. I'll I'll try to be quick, but now I'm getting into my woo-woo stuff, Terry. So keep me on, <laughs> on track here. All right. I want more balance, right? I, this is, again, I'm back to my high-level woo-woo stuff. That stuff you guys know and love for me. 
and um, you know, over working with business owners of late. Um, I, and I know I do this myself too, but I, I see us kind of really siloing our, our lives, right? There's, there's the business life. It's about making money. There's the home life about family time or whatever that is to you. There's the community about, you know, helping others and stuff like that. And I, I'd love to just see this be more integrated and, and start to feel like if everybody was out there just kind of working towards their purpose, their why, their, you know, what, what you know, if, if, if you're religious, what did God put you on this earth to do? Or, or, you know, what's, what's my mission, right? If that kind of thing, if everybody was just kind of like having that as the North star and operating from that, just imagine what we would be able to accomplish and how, how, cool things would be right i talked about some things that were like i feel like are, are my quote-unquote superpowers right and so i just want to focus in on that and and let the rest of it go and just be like okay that that's not really for me uh, let me find somebody that can do that kind of thing so i guess that again a little more high level a little wooey but um just operating from that kind of more living our purposes space as opposed to just always about let's go make money yeah, well, that's a and, and the beginning of the year is a good time to to uh, to ponder those things. Yeah, so. to, to recenter, I call it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, that All was right. quick, Terry. I, I, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to try to do the same. Um, right. My next one is I'm looking forward to innovation and clarity in DTF printing. And and what do I mean by that? Innovation. Uh, there's there's so many things that 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 can be developed uh, over the coming year or coming years. Uh, for instance, uh, a single sheet powder application device, uh, because everybody who's doing DTF on a, on a DTG machine is doing single cut sheets. And there are some machines out there, but as I know, none of them do 16 by 20 sheets. This is a definitely a nuts and bolts here. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, but, but so they don't do 16 by 20 sheets, but most everybody that's doing DTF on a DTG machine buys a 16 by 20 platen to do it on so they can get more image or images on, on that device. So anyway, so things like that. Um, and by clarity, uh, I mean, so what's the, what's the real truth about adhesive powder? And I think everybody's been hearing this. Oh, it's, it's dangerous to use. You don't want to use it in your home, but other people say, well, it's not the adhesive powder. It's just finely ground. And so you don't want to, inhale any any finely ground powder and and so how, how can we work with that so you know uh, i guess in, in general it's a, just a better understanding of proper methods and techniques and um i i think this year will be a lot of leveling out of of dtf printing a little better understanding of it that sort of thing so yeah. anyway innovation and clarity in dtf printing quick like to the that. point i like that no that's really good and, and i i like that because, yeah, I think there are some questions, you know, it, it hits so fast and furious and, and when it hit, you know, based on on the COVID situation and all that other stuff, I, I think there are, you know, I, I remember having conversations with folks at Printing United, like, yeah, you know, everybody's got a DTF, but is anybody talking about, like you said, proper methods, techniques? Because, um, yeah, you wonder, I don't know what, you know, <laughs> breathing that powder is going to gonna do <laughs> like you said yeah. you don't want to be breathing it you probably don't want to be snorting it right all those things finally ground powder well, so don't do that. And, and you know as a screen printer we've been using adhesive powder on printing our own plastisol transfers for decades 
but uh, this powder is, as far as I know, it's the same powder. It's just more finely ground, so it's easier to to inhale it. But uh, mm, anyway, I, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about it, and, and and not necessarily on purpose, just because nobody knows. It's it's all brand new, so yeah. which is also also can be exciting. So yeah, for sure, I love it. Okay. All right. Um, number six here for, uh, this is my what, third one, I guess. Um, another woo woo thing. I'm sorry, but I, I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Less competition. Interesting. Uh, you know, I'm actually a very competitive person and I'm saying less competition and, and I get it right. I, I understand that business is set up as a thing that you have to win, right? We have to get more market share. We have to beat the other guy. Um, but what I'm, understanding and noticing even in my own life is that I think this kind of drags us away from the abundance mentality that I, I think is kind of almost crucial to success. And I'm not sure if I, you know, would say that far, but yeah, I, I'd say some, some level of that. And so I think, especially as we see in today's world with how everything's interconnected across the globe, right? That we, yeah. we need partnerships, we need collaboration, we need to kind of push towards a, a greater good even, right? We're seeing a lot more of that happen um, in, a, in a lot of spaces and, and ours is no different. Um, and I guess when we are just focused on the competition and it us against them, right? Th then all those things, the collaboration, the partnerships, the push towards a greater good, they all kind of go out the window. And, and again, I said, I, I'm somebody that's very competitive. That's actually one of my top strengths is my competitiveness. Um, I played volleyball last night and I was like, yeah. So anyhow, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's something that I actively work on, I, I guess is what my point there is. So, um, I try to turn that competitiveness into just a desire to do more, not to beat someone else. So the thing I'd like to see is, is I guess I'm just challenging all the regulators. Is, is there a way that we can support your efforts through the two regular guys? And, and here's where the, the kind of the, the challenge comes in a, a little bit is how can we be collaborative, right? Collaborative is the key word. You know, we, we get from time to time, you know, hey, Terry, hey, Aaron, hey, Eric, right? Um, this is what you can do for us. Okay, totally, totally down with that. And we're, we're always willing to to give of ourselves. You know, I, I still remember the first time we brought somebody on back in the early days that had their own podcast and everybody was like, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, because we need more information out there. Um, so. I want collaboration. I want win-win. So reach out to us if there's ways that we can collaborate together. All right. Let, let's just leave it at that, Terry. Obviously, if you have anything to share there. Well, yeah, 100% agree with you. And I think that uh, I think that in in uh, in 2022, 2010, uh, more and more collaboration was happening. When I when I first got in, involved in the industry, it was definitely you know, uh, us against them kind of, uh, uh, way of doing business. And I yeah. think that, I think that what you're saying here is, is, is has been happening for a little while. And I, I agree, we, we need more of it. And, you know, it, it's like when I, in my classes, uh, when, when people, we talk, we're talking about pricing and price sheets and I'm like, you know, I would, I would hand my price sheet to my competition because, um, you know, they, they want to know what everybody else is selling for. And I'm not afraid of the competition. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're ready, if I do good work and I deliver on time, I, oh, I don't I need to be, 
<laughs> I don't need to be afraid of uh, of any of that. And yeah. and I, I think that um, all of our all the regulators, all of our listeners know that we are we are all about sharing and uh, and educating. And so uh, I, I guess you and I are are not part of that uh, us and them <laughs> crowd yeah, for for yeah. a long long time. Sure. And and I think we could you know like you said I totally agree you know you when I started the differences of the way things are now, and there are definitely a lot more collaborations and partnerships and stuff like that. But like, even to a level, like I sometimes feel like, you know, if like there's a screen printer versus a uh, embroiderer type thing or something like that. Right. Because we all, all have our, our, our things, but like, how do we look at that from a, a bigger perspective? Right. Like, you know, for example, I learn stuff from Eric all the time. I, I tune into his take up or I've, I have watched some of the, the past ones. I'm not an embroiderer and people know that that's the, the big joke. I've well, got my 15 you, minutes of experience. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, but, but that doesn't mean I can't learn from him. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and vice versa. Right. So I, I think um, just kind of knocking down any, any kind of silos or walls that are, that are there um, across the board. Right. If, if you're not part of the, you know, cool kids club or what it's like, let's just get rid of all that and let's just be, you know, humans and better. Right. So anyhow, all right. That all was, right. that was my six. So you're seven okay. here too. Number seven, number seven. Uh, so, uh, so Aaron, we're already seeing garments that come pre-treated out of the box and, and the dam kind of began to crack on this in 2022 there, there, and there are more companies this year that are going to be introducing products that are, that are already pre-treated and, and yeah. that's what people have been clamoring for uh, for years. But uh, what I'd like to see is more consistency from brand to brand, style to style, and even color to color in pre-treated shirts. So, uh, cause we're not there yet. Uh, we're getting closer, but, but not every brand and every garment and surprisingly from color to color, uh, you don't see the consistency. And, and my fear is that, uh, the the newbies that are coming along that get involved in direct to garment printing, they're going to buy this product or that product that's already pre-treated and then realize that, gosh, it, it didn't print very well, but these guys are the experts. So it must be me. I'm doing something wrong. You're yeah. not. Um, we do a lot of testing at Equipment Zone for companies with their pre-treated shirts. And, and I had somebody come in uh, the office just about a month ago and... Uh, local company here in Phoenix and, and for a demo and they brought some pre-treated shirts that they had bought and said, yeah, we don't, we're not going to pre-treat. We're just going to buy these. So uh, Roy in, in our office said, well, yeah, let me, let me print them for you. Now let me also print another shirt that we pre-treated ourselves. And then you compare and they're like, oh my gosh, there's an, it's an entirely different look. Now, you know, and a shout out, by the way, to Brian Walker, Walker at yeah. RTP Apparel, Image Armor. Yeah. He pioneered this market with a well pre-treated shirt. It, it, now, there were pre-treated shirts before that just didn't work hardly at all. Yeah. Uh, but but um, they weren't the first, but they, they're the first ones to get it right. But we've got a ways to go. So just just be aware out there that. Uh, don't don't throw out your pre-treat machine yet if you're a, a DTG printer because some shirts work great, some don't, and and within the same style, one color works great, one color doesn't. So um, I, I think that will all level out. I, I think that all the people jumping in, all the manufacturers jumping in right now to this, and and hey, I, I applaud them. I think that it'll be awesome when 
you can buy just about anything that's already pre-treated, but we're not quite there yet. So don't, don't be fooled. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's really, really good information, Terry. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. Barb even says definitely in size to size too. <laughs> challenges yeah. there. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, real quick, back to the uh, DTF stuff that you were talking about. Barb also said, I agree, Terry, and some of us don't have room for a big powder shaker. Most of my DTF is single sheets and there need, they need to make a better white ink that doesn't clog. So, um, you know, yeah. we, we know all about the, the white and clogging from back in the DTG days. So, uh, it, yeah, there's yeah. a, <laughs> there's a lot to it <laughs> more so than just the ink chemistry though. So <laughs> exactly right. It's all about print heads and things like that. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think innovation is coming on that. So yeah, for sure. And then Todd uh, says the delivery drivers love when a powder box breaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny too. I kind of, kind of joke with the, with like uh, Harry at equipment zone because he orders, he orders powder, you know, uh, and it, they come in 2.2, they come in, in, you know, 2.2 pound bags. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting a thousand pounds of, uh, of white powder in little bags. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that yes. doesn't get stopped in customs. <laughs> yeah. That's a, if you guys were just to write kilo on it, I think you'd be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, num number eight here, Terry, I know we're in bonus time, but uh, I think we're, we're doing good here. Um, so I'd like to see a trade association. Now, this is not a knock in any way, shape, or form in printing at all, printing United. They're a great group, and I think they're doing a great job at, at what they're, they've, they've become, right? And, and so I would certainly, you know, if, if I did think that they weren't, you know, holding up there into the bargain, you know, I would have that conversation with them. So this, this just start right there. I just want to make sure that's really clear because, you know, they've become a media company and, and the convergence, right. The, the print convergence that's been talked about for a long time has, has, I think is a great thing. I think it does help us understand the bigger picture of, of what we are as an industry and, and things like right. that. And, um, you know, and I think they're really hitting their stride. I think Vegas was a great indicator. Like I mentioned at the, the top of the show, I think, you know, the work that Josh and Cassie and, and, and Amanda are doing, uh, you know, to, to keep, um, garment decorating as, as a big part of what's happening at printing United is, is good because I think it could have easily gotten lost pretty quickly. Right. A lot of yeah. things not, and, and not out of like any malice or, or anything, it just the nature of it, right. You, you've got some big companies with big dollars that are, you know, been in the, the printing world for a long time. If you've ever seen a Heidelberg <laughs> booth at a, at a trade show, right. It's like its own little city. Right? So, um, but I believe that somehow, some way we need a specific garment trade association. And I know we've talked about this before and, and we've even talked about, you know, what's the decorators community part in this, right? We talked about that a, a while back. Um, right. here's the deal. I, I, I can't do it alone. Right. I think <laughs> uh, you look at like, um, you know, embroidery had, their trade association the the website's still up but it hasn't been updated in a long time so i don't know where where nnep is at right now right so how do we have that for the garment decorators where it's really just about lifting up the the industry um you know printing united for example they've got great education but a lot of it's color management and and some of that kind of stuff right so how do you right how do you focus more in on on 
you know, that, and, and there's a lot of independent, fantastic education out there, e either by the, um, the manufacturers themselves, people like yourself, Terry, you know, it, things like that. Right. And, and even people that have put in labs, I think of, of made lab and stuff like that, but how do we get everybody on the same page? Right. Yeah, I feel like a... everybody's pulling in their own direction, trying to make their thing work and, and that's fine and it's going to win. But, um, it, Christine has got a good question here. What, what would such a trade association do? Publicity, education, fostering collaboration. It's an interesting idea. And I, um, yeah, that, that, you know, that's a I great think all question. Those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think, I think to me, the number one, um, priority of, of such a trade association, you know, as I envision this in my mind would be to foster collaboration. And then I think the education is a great way to do that, right? Because if we're all educated on stuff, then it's a lot easier to collaborate because even if it's not something that we do, we can understand how we can better work together. Right. So like I, I talk about the, this with folks that are out there, um, that are just outsourcing stuff, right? They, they're, they're more of a sales operation and they just want to outsource stuff. But I believe that they should get educated about, you know, if you're outsourcing screen printing, you should go to one of Terry's classes, even if you never plan to pull a squeegee, because when you go to one of Terry's classes, then you can better work with in that collaborative environment because you'll understand more of what the challenges are that they're facing and you can figure out ways to work better together. And the more efficient you are, costs come down. Right. So anyhow, um, uh, yeah. I, any other thoughts on that, Terry? Well, yeah, and, and you know, and I think these things kind of come about and then, and then people uh, who are carrying all the weight finally say, you know, I've got to, I've got to worry about my own business. And, uh, but while you were talking, I was thinking about this, the ThreadX people, all those people that were at ThreadX, that, that's, that's the group. Those are the people that would, uh, would gain from something like that. And, yeah. and, and, and I don't know that you, you know, I, I think people get scared a little bit thinking, uh, well, so we have to put on a trade show or, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't think that, but I, I would certainly think that um, having some gatherings uh, where people can come and exchange ideas. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there's probably a lot of people who would uh, be interested in something like this. It's just a matter of uh, how to start. I think that's something that maybe we should, uh, we should talk about it in the coming year and, and have some different people on the show to, to discuss how we might go about doing something like this. I love the idea of it though. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, I think one of the big challenges is, you know, everybody's kind of got their idea, their, their vision and, and they're going to try to pull that their way. Right. I mean, even, even for me, right. I was like, Oh, we should do this and this, and this. And then I, but it's, it really is about, you know, trying to find, I think, you know, fostering collaboration is if you can make that the number one thing and you make all your decisions based on that, then I think you can end up having success. So. Yeah. All right. All right, it. Terry, you ready for number nine? Okay. But yeah, my uh, last one is, and it's kind of related back to number eight a little bit. Uh, it's innovation, innovation, innovation. So <laughs> outside of DTF, most innovation in the industry has been on the shelf for the past, you know, two, two or three COVID years. 
you, you didn't see a lot of new products. Everybody was just trying to, uh, everybody was just trying to keep moving forward and keep their employees employed and, uh-huh. and keep everybody healthy. And so I am looking forward to seeing what companies have been holding back. You know, people are still having ideas. Uh-huh. They just haven't introduced them yet. So I think that uh, we're going to have seen lots of new ideas at Long Beach. I've already heard from uh, from some uh, companies, uh, different things that they're going to be introducing at Long Beach. I'm super excited about it. And so I think at Long Beach and then I think this fall in Atlanta at uh, in Atlanta for Printing United, I think we're going to see a lot of innovation coming. So I guess it's not something that I am uh, I'm saying uh, I hope is going to happen. I think it's something that is going to happen. I'm just uh, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. So you'd like to see it and you know, it's going to happen. So I like that. Yeah, there you go. That's correct. That, that makes the list. <laughs> you know, it's got, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I will be I sorely that. disappointed if not. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, like you said, just because it wasn't feasible in the moment doesn't mean the ideas stop. Right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully exactly. we're getting back to that, that, that cycle. Right. Cause that, that was yeah. when I first got into this, I always remember that, right. There was just definitely a cycle to the innovation. Right. You kind of what was then SGIA, people would kind of have the this is what we're working on. You know, right? this is the mocked up version. You know, what do you think? And they were gathering ideas and and, and really kind of kind of. Can I buy this one? No, that's the only one we have. (laughs) Correct. Correct. And then, like you said, then come around January, then because SJA was always at the end of the year, like, like pretty right. United is now then come around January, then you would have, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're, this is it. And we're going to be releasing this soon, or if not right now kind of thing. And, yeah. and, yeah. and that was kind of the cycle and everybody kind of worked in that time frame. So <laughs> um, I love exactly that. Exactly Right. All right. My last one, Terry is okay. And again, this goes back to, <laughs> I, I, tried to do new things, but I think we still got a lot of work to do here. So yeah. I'm going to say, because I said about distributors, I think we just need to look at figuring out the supply chain repair or again, disruption, right? And I don't know what that is. Obviously, the, the we all know about the supply chain issues that you can't talk to a decorator out there that doesn't just hate having to order stuff, right? Because they're still having to order from multiple different locations and you know stuff's not in stock and yada 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 um and so i I just it makes me that's why i have to still include disruption in there because it just makes me really question the distributor model right it i guess i'm really disappointed and if if they want to challenge me on this i'm I'm happy to have this discussion and be open to to you know being open-minded about it but i don't think they saw these challenges that came about and then said, how can I get more customer centric? I feel like they actually got worse, right? They, their free freight promises have kind of gone out the window because of challenges that they had. And they just put lumped those challenges onto their customers. And I just felt like they could have really been a little bit more empathetic and, and, you know, people figured out a way to, you know, kind of, lift themselves up in that moment as opposed to just hunkering down and, and trying to feed the bottom line. Right. So, cause you're seeing a lot of distributors are now drop shipping more and more. Right? I talked to decorators that are like, I'm just going to go directly to the manufacturer. What's the point. Right. 
I was going to distributor because I could get it the next day, but now it's drop shipping. So yeah. I might as well just go directly there. Um, so I don't know, right? Does that mean that the, the, the manufacturers need to look at more direct sales methods and, and improving that and having less reliance on the distributors? Or are there some distributors out there that are, are, are going to figure out a way to, to solve this sooner rather than later? I mean, I think where we're at now with when COVID happened and all the challenges, and I know it takes a while to clean all that up, but I think there's a lot of feet dragging going because they saw that they could, uh, you know, make extra money by uh, just the fact that, okay, I have to buy this from five different locations. So my order is above the free freight threshold, but because you can't get all the stuff in the right place at the right time, I mean, we can't do that. Right. I, I don't know that, that, that stands out to me. Yeah. I think uh, I think that there are probably meetings going on, just like we were talking about before about about trade shows. I think there's meetings going on probably right now where people are saying, "Okay, we we got through uh, those COVID days. We're still struggling a little bit. Now we need to refocus on customers." I'll, I'll, I'll bet you that's not just your thought. I, I'll I'll guarantee you that distributors, manufacturers are are having those conversations too. We need to. We need to clean up, uh, clean up the mess, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah. Just my I, thought. Yeah. I, I just know that the decorators that I talk to, I think um, there's going to be a too little, too late kind of uh, happening here. If there's a, if there's an alternative. And I think that's the challenge is that unfortunately it's, it's almost a little bit like the airlines. It's like, well, they all suck. So uh, <laughs> what's the, <laughs> the worst, right? I mean, how do I not yeah. do the worst? I don't know. I, mean, I, I Again, I'm happy to, and, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm just seeing it from, from my perspective, but boy, I feel like there was maybe a missed opportunity for, for some of these folks. And, and I know none of them are going to be calling me and asking me to, <laughs> to partake in anything that they're doing. And that's fine. I haven't been involved anyhow. So. <laughs> but Hey, this is, this is our show, the 10 things that we'd like to see. And that's so right. very that's good. Right. That's right. All right. Well, I guess in this case, you can send all your hate mail directly to me and that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Terry, gosh, we did it. Thank you. Um, Christine, I saw, I saw the comment. I loved she says, I definitely think this is an interesting idea going back to the trade association. Um, and, and she's knows I'm a part of the industry in an odd way, but I would be interested in helping with this. You know, I love creating community. So um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think it's going to take that, right? It's going to take lots of different people from lots of different spaces kind of coming together. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I know we've talked about it before and I know I've, I've kind of made these things happen, but I, I think unfortunately it's, this is not a, you know, a lot of people want to say they want to help, but when it actually comes to actually doing anything about it, that's a different story. So I get, we're all busy. So <laughs> not saying that Christine wouldn't take action. I'm just saying kind of in right. general. Right. So, all right. All right. Well, I, I didn't want to get any more hate mail, Terry. So that's why I want to clarify. <laughs> Shall right. we close this up, sir? Let's do it. Uh, um, activities, events coming up. I'm going to be in the Equipment Zone booth at Impressions Expo in Long Beach, January 20th and 22nd or through 22nd. Uh, my complete screen printing business course schedule. Uh, my next class is Workhorse Products in Phoenix, February 18th and 19th. And I'll be in Chicago at Atlas Screen Supply, March 4th and 5th. On February 25th, I'll be speaking at the DAC Show in Kansas City, where I'll be seeing uh, you and Aaron or Eric. 
And uh, my seminars are everything you ever wanted to know about DTG and DTF printing. And then the ultimate seminar for successfully using specialty inks. I got to step up my game. The ultimate seminar. Yeah. You have to <laughs> deliver now. You put a title like that out there. You got to deliver. I love that. Hey, real, hey, real wait quick. a minute. This is just a renamed one you did from last year. <laughs> Can't do <laughs> it. Can't do that. No, no. New and improved. I love it. Um, uh, so real quick real note about Long Beach out there. Um, do you, I don't know if you know the booth number yet, but it just if you are out there in Long Beach, um, we, we are looking for some new uh, recordings for our introductions and, and outros and stuff like that. As much as we love Jimmy Lamb talking about us coming from the wrong side of the tracks, um, <laughs> it's, it's time for some fresh introductions. So, uh, and, and Terry is normally pretty locked into the booth because they get pretty busy. So if you can make sure you go by the Equipment Zone booth and, and just tap Terry on the shoulder and say, hey, can I have your recorder and the little card? That's all you need to do, right? Yep. And, <laughs> and just, and all you have to do is read the card. And if you mess up, you just start over again. And uh, uh, people go over in the corridor and do it. And and I will have my recorder in my pocket the entire show. So uh, yeah, we would love to have you stop by and, and help us uh, with our intro and outro. Yeah, yeah. And I think Eric will be running around there too. So if you see Eric, I'm sure we figure, figure it out. But uh, yeah, just head if over you, to the if you If you see him in the crowd, I mean, he's a... <laughs> a little no crowd always <laughs> just look up you'll see eric <laughs> very tall eric, eric's uh, very tall for anybody who doesn't know <laughs> yes 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 all right uh for me terry um i'm going my my next stop coming up sooner than uh, not quite ready for it but i'll get there um the international personalization and awards expo the apa is happening out in las vegas february 7th through the 10th and on february 7th i will be presenting benefits of the simple act of working on your business. And I'm uh, looking forward to sharing that with the, uh, the folks out there at APA um, and uh, maybe spend a little time hanging out with my friends at CorelTrainer.com. They've got a booth out there. So a little shameless plug for those guys. Stop by and see <laughs> them. Um, and then uh, as you mentioned, Terry, uh, you and I and Eric will all be out there in Kansas City, February 24th through the 25th. Uh, our success group has a booth there, booth 211. And uh, then I will be presenting three seminars out there. Um, and, and I know it sounds the same, but uh, they are different to so the simple art of working on your business. Uh, it, a little bit different, still talking about business planning. So that, yeah, uh, that that's happening on February 24th. February uh, 24th, again, a little bit later in the day, uh, I'd be talking about the five keys of marketing. And this is the marketing foundation, not... Uh, doing social media or whatever you have to have this foundation before you can get into that stuff um and then uh february 25th uh the seminar called getting your life back All right so trying to help people overcome the overwhelmed feeling that small business owners can kind of get so um and then from there i head to lafayette louisiana march uh third through the fifth for the eem show um, the Everything Embroidery Market Show. And uh, on March 4th, I, I've, I'm actually presenting five seminars out there. So uh, March 4th, keys to starting a product decorating business. March 4th, again, a little bit later, unlock your full potential. Uh, March 4th, finding your customers to stand out in a crowd. And then March 5th, it's time to take ac action. And then closing it up on March 5th with pricing for profit. So that's what I've got happening. Uh, Terry, you want to share what Eric's got coming up here? 
Yeah, he's got the, the take up. It is episode 139. Uh, it's catching up and starting up machine embroidery Q&A and uh, question one planning reviewing some viewer questions about embroidery digitizing and more with a bent toward learning lessons from where we've been and planning for where we are going in the year to come. That sounds awesome. You yeah. can get that at ericcampbell.com. Uh, check out Eric's article about making your new year measure up in January. I'm sorry, in in, in the January Images Magazine, UK. Uh, let's see. Uh, Impressions Expo classes starting January 19th. Digitizing your first design. Finding your foundations in-house and outsourcing. Uh, digitizing solutions. Vintage values and machine embroidery, which is styles, stitches, and segments presenting embroidery's value proposition. And you can get more on that at impressionsexpo.com and at the DAX show where we'll all be, uh, including um, a longer workshop, building up your digitizing design elements and, and execution, sorry, Eric, <laughs> and embroidery uh, RX, a digitizer's view at uh, troubleshooting designs and get more information at DAX show, singular DAX show.com. Uh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, can't wait for all of that stuff. And and uh, one more quick thing for, for Eric and I. In fact, in about six minutes, we will have the half. <laughs> so uh, we'll be rushing over there. And and uh, Eric and I actually talked about it. And we'll, not really changing formats, but we're gonna we're gonna tighten things up a little bit over there. So uh, come come check it out. Uh, if you just go over to liveosg.com, that'll take you to YouTube, or you can find it on uh, Eric and I's Facebook pages, either at our success group or over at Eric Campbell. So just, just find Eric or our success group on Facebook or YouTube, and, and you will find that particular show coming up now in five minutes. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, uh, thank you guys. Appreciate everybody participating. Vin, Christine, Barb, Todd, everybody jumping in here. Jerry, you have some comments in there too. Thank you for, for participating, everybody who did, and uh, letting us share our thoughts and um, get some things off my chest, apparently, Terry. That was what I was missing. <laughs> awesome. We also want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for keeping the, the wheels on the two regular guy bus uh, and Bernie turning. <laughs> wheels on the bus go round and round, Terry. Thank you, Eric, very uh -huh. much. Um, so next week, one of my favorite days of the year, we get a couple of them every year, but the Friday, the 13th, um, I was born on a Friday, the 13th. So that's why I always look forward to it. Um, Jay Bissell is going to be joining us to share his blueprint for branding success. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, you guys are, are familiar with Jay. He's been a regular guest here. Um, and so you will, uh, note that uh, come caffeinated and uh, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be always a fun ride with Jay. Exactly right. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.